Zero minus 50 seconds. Stand by. Hear what I said? Come down here. Zero minus 40 seconds. You must stop this countdown before it's too late. Stand by. Do you hear me? You must stop it. Gabe Lager, shoot that man now. You can't do that. It's just murder. If you break through the Earth's crust now, you'll release forces you never dreamed could exist. In today's episode, the script was suggesting that they should have been in the TARDIS console room, but the TARDIS console room wasn't available. Ah, that seems more likely. Yes. Because it really is a similar space to the TARDIS entirely. Well, I guess when I saw the blue dress again after she'd been in the taupe, I was just relieved. It was just, the taupe was so stressful that I was just like, oh, thank God. I just, I felt like I could breathe again when I saw her in the blue. Would you have helped the Doctor get back to the hour world? No, I don't care about other people. (laughs) No, exactly. Parallel Alex can go fuck herself. Hello and welcome to World Enough and Time. The podcast that unites Andy and Alex despite the world that exists between them. Hello, I'm Andy. And I'm Alex. How are you? I'm good. I'm not quite sure when this comes out because it's all very confusing the last few months. But, but, I am coming to Australia and New Zealand. Yes! Yes. I Next think time I speak have... to you, you might be here. I know. I think I'll be with you when this episode comes out, which is just oh. bizarre. I that would know. be amazing. Really? Yeah. I think I think yeah, I How comes so. that? I know. Oh my god, we can listen to it together. We can listen to ourselves and laugh at how amazingly funny we are. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what will happen. <laughs> I know. Oh, honestly, mm. definitely. The last episode I was absolutely cracking up. We did some funny shit last episode. <laughs> Yeah, it's funnier than I remembered, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But also, um, I just love the fact that people actually commented on specific things, and there was yes. that guy who went for a walk and took us on his walk with us. Yeah. Took us on a walk with him. That was so lovely. Horrible. I think that actually happens. Yes. Yes. Very. I think good. we must spice up a walk. <laughs> I agree. So, what have you been watching on TV? Yeah. Oh. 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 I have I started a series of cheesy, brilliant shit. Um, it's called Timeless. Have you heard of it? 
Oh, I feel like I have, but maybe I haven't. Hmm, I felt like I had, but I hadn't. Um, it's basically Quantum Leap for the current age. Um, it's oh, yes, Ryan was terrible. talking about it's it. It's American. Um, it basically, uh, the very first episode, someone steals a time machine. Um, don't worry, we've got a, a backup time machine in case something happens to the first time machine. So basically, the person who stole the time machine is off around time doing naughty things. But the backup time machine is off trying to chase the guy and stop him from changing history. And so they go back to Abraham Lincoln's um, assassination. They go back to, like, obviously it's very American, so it's all um, American. They went to um, the Alamo and they went, oh, they went to somewhere in um, Germany for some rocket launch. So they, they averted a, a nuclear disaster. Oh, it was oh, it's just cheesy brilliant. Okay. Um, Yes. What's yes. it on? I actually think you'd like... Uh, oh, I've just been watching it on soap today, so no idea. Um, <laughs> but but good and bad all at once. That's like, it really like. isn't great. We like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the guy... There's a guy in one episode that you'll know, and that's not helpful, so I now urgently need to find it. Um, he's... Oh, he's on a lot of British crap. Timeless. And his name is... Oh, this is interesting to listen to. <laughs> Enjoying it. Oh, and there was um, one for the Hindenburg. The first one was the Hindenburg. I enjoyed that one. So it's um, like taking all this, like, the more American-style beats of the different things you've got to, that could go wrong and making them... But, like, like a British series would choose other things, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. So, Sean Maguire was an odd person to be in there. Oh, I love Sean Maguire. I love Sean Maguire. Did you I like the way his lips go up in a funny way? <laughs> um, I had an interview. And, oh, Patterson Joseph's in it uh, as well. I had an interview with Sean Maguire the other day about Grange Hill. It was all about him playing tags back in the day. And yes, yes, loved him, loved him there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I probably did love him a bit too much. I know we're more a brother and sister. Thanks, what are you trying to say? I'm going to Germany to live. My new stepdad signed a five-year contract. Yesterday was my last day at Grand Chill. So if I hadn't have phoned you yesterday, I'd have never seen you again. Five years isn't forever. <laughs> very good. But very good in a very bad way. So there you go. So is he the lead? Oh, he was playing... Is he the lead? No, he, no. No, he was in one episode. Um, he was playing, in the German one, he was playing Ian Fleming. Um, ah. And it was supposed to be yes. How cool was that? I loved the little cuteness of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Lucy so Fleming's uncle. James... Really? Yes. What? That's brilliant. How did I not know that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So good. You see, I found a thing, and it gets seven point nine out of ten in um, IMDb. So not bad. Yeah, if Lucy Fleming's not rich enough, she's got all the she gets all of the money for the James Bond books. You kidding? No, her sister gets all the money for the films. I don't know quite how they've worked it out, but so so the uh, did the broccoli's not get anything from? Oh well, yes, films, but the rights so. aspect of it is all held wow. by those two. Yeah, the two sisters. Fucking hell! I know. Surely the film rights are worth a bit more than the book rights. I know. I think something happened with the deal there. I think yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Go, Lucy. Good negotiating. 
But she often turns up at like um, James Bond premiere and premieres and things, and it's like people are thinking, "Why is Lucy Fleming there?" It's like, it's a very good reason why she's there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you've got a link to everyone, ever. Um, always, always, sweetie. Yes. Um, all of the people. Yes. So I have been watching Drag Race Philippines. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Which is nice. the first time there's been a Philippine season, but it's it's really good. And I think everyone was kind of thinking, oh, this is going to be too hard to watch. It's just going to be noisy, because it is noisy, culturally. I'm sorry, is it, it noisy? is noisy. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound noisy to imagine, yeah. And they, there's a mix. They slip between English and Filipino all the time. And I think there's even other languages okay. as well, obviously, within the Philippines that's spoken. Um, yeah, isn't it Spanish that they kind of link to lots? Um, isn't that probably their roots background? in it, probably, but I don't know. Yes. But, um, but it's actually really easy to follow because they speak a lot in English and all the judging is in English as well. Um, oh, okay. But J- Jiggly Caliente is one of the judges, which is brilliant. Oh, I know. amazing. So that's really good. Oh, I love Jiggly. Oh, nice. Yeah. May I call you Jiggly? And it's been really good. And in fact, it's been so good that everyone's kind of like, all the drag race community, like the, the drag queens are really embracing it. So like Willem and, and, uh, and Alaska are now reviewing it on their podcast and they're saying how good ah, it is. So, yeah. Oh, cool. But um, it's been a really fun so how did, series. Yeah. How did Down Under get received then? Was anyone interested in that one or not? Oh yeah, massively. Or? Especially, it's so funny that I'm going to go to Palmy now. It's really funny that Yeah, that I know. <laughs> yeah, I love Spanky. Yeah. I'm so glad Spanky won. Totally, that was absolutely the right winner. The winner, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. The next drag superstar is... Jackson. So, yes, I think it's time for a quiz. Oh my god, do I need to turn around and get my quiz book? Yes, you do. Yay! <laughs> All planned out. Seamless. I think I remember how much you enjoyed the initially one that we did last time. I'm going to find the initial for you. Oh. I know. Right, that's a nice initial. Um, right, initially S. Ooh. Right, what? Oh no, hang Sergeant on. Sergeant Benton. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Stalin. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to get. Oh, I won a quiz last night. Did you? Well, done. well I I say I won. I came second, but that meant I had a prize, which is like winning. But that was really good. It was the whole of Placemakers quiz. And our Ooh. team came second. And my team usually does incredibly badly, apparently. But I was there. So I saved the fucking day. <laughs> right. Ah, okay. What S is a politician who looks like the second doctor? Salamander. Correct. <laughs> what S do the doctor and Donna claim their surname to be when they visit Pompeii? I'm trying to think. It can't just be Smith, so it must be an Italian version of Smith. Mm. Um, You'd so... think. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't help. Um, s- 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 
it's like a, probably going to be like an Italian painter, like Canaletto or something. I don't know. Just tell me. Put Spartacus. Me oh, it can't be Canaletto because that's me with C, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Spartacus. Wrongity wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's quite clever. Um, what S is the trader who hijacks the Silurian Ark? Sorry? Is this New Who? Yeah, it must be. Fuck no. Skibbus. <laughs> is that just because you hate this and you're just saying silly words? Or is that no, that's, that's, a, that's from Warriors of the Deep. That's one of the ones okay. in Warriors of the Deep. Solomon. Yes. Uh-huh. Good. What S is the planetoid dwelling of the servant of the Black Guardian? The shadow. Oh, good work. Good job, we listened. What S does baby Alfie prefer to be called? What? Oh, that's that big long word like supreme ruler of the galaxy or something like that. No. Stormageddon. Stormageddon, yeah, but it's got a longer word than that, yeah. What's that from? It's James Corden's baby. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I really hate the look of distaste that I have every time I think about these stupid new questions. Sorry. <laughs> what S guards the state strong room on Rebos? The Shrevensale or Shrevensale. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Um, what S is the Muto who helps Sarah Jane on Scarrow? I think I loved him a bit as well, in a Sean Maguire kind of a way. <laughs> <laughs> Severin. Yes, I really did like Severin. Um, what S is the... <laughs> you have to, obviously you're going to say this right. What S is the gorilla who is paradoxically guilty of causing the Dalek conquest he is trying to prevent? Shura! Shura! <laughs> nice! Good. Um, you did it yourselves. <laughs> Don't you get it? Styles didn't cause this war. You did it yourselves. <laughs> yourselves. Wow. Spitting all over the screen. Exactly. <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> okay, good. What are what S are the green-skinned natives of Delta Magna? They're the Swampies, darling. They are. They are indeed. What S is the prison where the Keller machine is tested? Stangmoor. Nice. Would never have. Right, what S did the Mulk help Mulk? Monk helped the ancient Britons to build. Stonehenge. Nice. Good on I started so I'll finish. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yes. Chris Fell. would love some more alcohol. Thanks, Bunny. Up to the top, please. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not leaking. Um, <laughs> Up to the top, please. No, it's not leaking. <laughs> um, what S is the sort of medicine practised by the Thal Taran? Ooh. That's <laughs> I love that answer. This is Planet of the Daleks. Mm. If you uh, think about it hard enough, you should know it. Based on... The cheesiness of 70s Doctor Who. Space medicine. <laughs> yes, yes. Space medicine. How good is that? <laughs> um, what S is the paradigm that the Crillitanes want solved? Don't know. Something no. to do with something. Don't even know how to say it. Scassas. 
Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Right. What S is the rocket Vorus plans to use to destroy the Cybermen? My Sky Striker, my glory! <laughs> Dirty. What S is Glitz's home planet? Ooh. Oh no, this is a real thinker. That's why I've kept going. Sublam. <laughs> Feels likely. Salastopus. Oh, I would never have got that. I've never or heard Salostopus. Or it actually could be said many ways. Not sure. There you go. You've got some right. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank yes. you, please, for the quiz. I enjoyed. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Um, I've got some explaining to tell you what's been happening. It's all been happening here. Okay. But here she is. Here's Lou. You're listening to World Enough and Time, a classic Doctor Who podcast. Lovely. Can I ask, yeah. has, has the weeding been done by Lau's yes. friends? Well, initially. But then there was a big falling out. We don't know what it was about. Uh, Lala's gone. She's oh, taken shit. away all her friends. They've all gone. It's just Lou alone at the moment. Did they take but... their hats with them? Oh, yes. Not a hat to be seen. No. <laughs> Any elderflowers well... left? <laughs> <laughs> no. And the pagoda's gone as well. Bastard. All gone. All taken down. So Lala's gone back to Hong Kong. Yeah. I'm not sure whether the relationship can be mended. No. Lou, meanwhile, has taken it massage, but she's got the sign wrong on the door of the granny flat. It says mm. Shih Tzu Massage. Shit. And I think she thinks it says Shiatsu Shih Tzu Massage. Yeah. <laughs> got it. So people keep going and banging on bringing her door. Their dog. Bringing their dogs. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> Such a weird pun going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad no it's Lou's world, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> she brings this kind of madness with her, doesn't she? Wherever she, she goes, does. it's just nothing to do with me. Confusing punish world. <laughs> nice. Oh. It's nice though. Does um, does Toby get on with the Shih Tzus? <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know if she's had anything to do with Shih Tzus. But no, the Shih Tzus that were coming for the massages. <laughs> oh, I see, sorry, yes. Oh, yes, sorry, the real Shih Tzus that are really coming. <laughs> exactly, you fool. <laughs> yes, she does. Good. good she gives know. them a good old sniff. Yeah. But, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I was going to roll out the time-space visualiser, but it's on the blink. Shit. How do you get one of those fixed? That's I know, not, like, we'll have to wait until I come back. electric can sort that one out, is it? Christ. No. I know. It's all, maybe I'll ask Lou if she's got any contacts. Yeah. Um, brackets. I can't take lots of DVDs with me to get to the exact points of episodes to put them in. <laughs> Good. Good. So, right now we should just fill with singing. Move straight on dancing. to the story du jour. <laughs> singing and dancing. I should do. I do have a. I have a song. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Um, and it was inspired by the story du jour. From the ashes of disaster, grow the roses of success. Grow, 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 grow the row, grow the roses. Those rosy roses, those rosy roses. From the ashes of disaster, grow the roses of success. There we go. Good. I'll pick that up later. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it may make the episode, it may not. 
first. Oh, every time you stumble, never grumble. Next time you bumble even less. Or up from the ashes, up from the ashes, grow the roses of success. Grow the roses, grow the roses, grow the roses of success. Oh, yes, grow the roses, those rosy roses. From the ashes of disaster, grow the roses of success. <laughs> right, so. Story du jour. Story du jour is. What is it, Al? Yes. It's Inferno. Ooh. Yes. Exciting. Exciting. You seem to know a great deal about this project. Enough. You're a scientist. Of sorts, yes. Where do you come from? I've already told you. I come from a parallel space-time continuum, a twin world of this. If you told us the truth, there might be some hope for you. Your counterpart in the other world would tell you that I'm not in the habit of telling lies, Elizabeth. This other woman, the one that looks like me. Not she looks like you, she is you. I do wish I could make you understand this. What does she do? Do? She's a scientist. I'm a security officer, so there's no possible link, is there? Did you ever think of becoming a scientist? Yes. Yes, I can see that you did. I read physics at university. What's that got to do with it? Well, simply that her mind process runs along a similar parallel to yours. Doesn't that strike you as significant? Not particularly. Look, Elizabeth, please try and think. Whatever they taught you in this bigoted world of yours, you've still got a mind of your own. Now use it before it's too late. So, I'd like to start by asking you, what is your relationship with Inferno? Well, well, um, I do remember that I have seen it before. I do remember being very excited because I've always been a big Liz Shaw fan. Um, she is, and still is, one of the best companions. Like, I don't think there's any getting away from that, is there? She's wonderful. Um, and so, yeah, I remember being excited. I have a memory that I do think I slept when I probably first watched it because it was, it's just very long, very long. Did you try and um, watch it in one sitting again? No, oh. I didn't sleep this well time. I'm talking oh, about sorry. my first memory. Sorry, yes. Thank Sweetie. you. Um, no, I, I stayed awake. I did watch it in two sittings. I did make the effort to watch it in over two nights. Wow. And it did make a large difference. I bet it did. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I do remember always being quite excited by it. Um, but no, it wasn't one of my... Uh, obviously, whenever I see Liz, I'm always just on a, a bit of a spearhead high. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I'm always kind of hoping that we get as much Liz brilliance as that. Um, but, yeah, I think I always thought of it quite positively. It always felt like it was kind of middle of the pack happy for me in terms of 70s Doctor Who. And I was, yeah, there, there was kind of, yeah, always joy, I think, from watching it. Never disappointment. Good. Mm. So, um... I think the first time I saw it, it was on UK Gold. So I think it was one we recorded onto video mm-hmm. tip. And I think we watched it a few times on that. But yeah, it's not one that I kind of was very aware of. Other than, I think I may have even heard Nicholas Courtney's eye patch story at a convention before I actually saw the story. 
Okay, what's the eye patch story? I can't believe you're asking me what the eye patch story is. That's the most famous story in all of Doctor Who behind the scenes because Nicholas Courtney told it for years. So, no, I'm not going to tell you what the eye patch story is. <laughs> I can't wait. No, no, it's I'm literally just it that when he was the brigade leader, he wore the eye patch and when he turned around in his seat, they all decided they all had eye patches on, so he turned around and they were all wearing eye patches. God, they're funny. They're a funny bunch, aren't, aren't they? they? With their eye patch japes. Imagine being on set with those jokesters. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, I remember um, walking past um, Nicholas Courtney in um, a what's it called? Collectors area where you buy stuff. That area. Mm. Yeah. And he just he just turned to me and nudged me and pointed. I think it was an excess piece. I'm fairly sure that's Chroma. <laughs> Do you spend your life just quoting the Brigadier? Oh, okay. But it was lovely that he did that. That's so, so lovely because he would know the joy that that would bring. I know. He just did that. Just He thought, I can make the person next to me feel a bit special. Yeah, just pointed out the window. some who to them. Yeah. I fucking love him. Yes. That's so sweet. Isn't it? I, 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 Do you remember I got... In a bit of a revolving door situation with me. You did. Yeah, I got very excited. Very excited. You may have even kept the door, door going a bit longer. <laughs> You're not getting out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love him. Just, yes. But this does, this story does test your love for the quarters, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely Just, um, does. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, I think it's important that we start with a synopsis. Before we do, I think it is written mm. by Don Houghton. Houghton, 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 um, and last story of season seven, last ever seven episoder, I think. Oh, it is an odd one, isn't it? A seven episode. Yeah, well, th- you're never thinking that's the length I want. Three of the stories that season are seven, which is very odd. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, that's all my interesting dull facts. Wow. So let's just Gosh. go straight into a synopsis. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, the Doctor being a bit of a cock in his car. <laughs> oh, why we're going scene by scene then? <laughs> you, you know this is how I start. This is how I get my head in the head in the game. Okay. Get your head in the game. <laughs> it's in. Okay. So, the Doctor's being a bit of a cock. We go to a factory type scenario. It's not a factory. It's a drilling works. Well, it was actually um, a factory, so you're dead on. But it was Do you know what it was making? Good. Oil and bitumen. Or at least it was processing them. Processing? Gosh. Good. That's that's quite boring. Where? Where? Um, in Strood in Kent. Just off the River Medway. Oh, okay. Interesting. It felt more northern. Yeah, a bit of a um, drag queen anyway. connection there again with River Medway. Anyway, moving on. Oh, yes. Didn't do so well, though. Um, oh, wow. No, she really didn't. She, she could have done better, but she didn't do very well. She should have tried harder. Um, so, we end up in a factory stroke processing stroke 
drilling area. Um, and we see um, after some, uh, yes, yeah, someone decides to lick some green goo. We all do it. It just, the, the mood takes you. Can I lick your green goo? Okie dokie, go for it. It was a bit like that, that moment in Star Pets where she just tests and she licks the, the trowel to see if it's got poo on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all tempted. We're all tempted. Yeah. No, we're not. It was very much like oh, that. Push and pull them. Um, push and pull them. Push and pull them, yeah. Fro fro, you naughty dog. Fro fro, you naughty dog. He was like. Was on that Christopher Christopher Timothy Christopher Timothy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, that happened. Um, Ego is a bit mad. Kill someone. Brigadier's gonna come sort it all out. Thank you. We love you, Brigadier. Half the time we find out there's some people trying to drill to the core of the earth. Why? Just cause. Other part of the time, the doctor is trying to get his TARDIS going. Just leave it alone. You don't need to. You've got a job to do. Someone's been killed. Not bothered. Needs to sort himself out. Anyway, they keep trying to drill. He keeps trying to go to somewhere. Gallifrey, maybe that's where he's aiming to go to. It's not a good combo. Doesn't Jago goes there. Jago will sort it out. Love a bit of Jago. Is it? It is Jago. It is Jago. <laughs> um. Anyway, love him. He's. He's not happy. You should stop this drilling. Health and safety nightmare. With you. Absolutely, 100% with you. Go. Doctor says, yeah, I'm still a bit more bothered about myself in every single situation. <laughs> so I might just play with the TARDIS again. Oh, shit. Ended up in a parallel universe. Um, okay. Ends up in a parallel universe. They're all the same. Only the haircuts are a lot worse. Interesting parallel universe. I just, I'd really be quite interested by a world where your hair just got a lot worse and that was the only thing that changed. There was other things that changed. Anyway, parallel universe, brigade leader, he's a bit nasty, eye patch. Um, it's the brigadier, did you know? It is. And they and um, he turned around and they were all wearing eye patches. <laughs> oh my God, hilarious. Um, and we've got... Yes. Group leader? Group leader Shaw? Section sure? leader Shaw. Section leader Shaw. Section and group, very different. Section leader Shaw. Liz, had she made a very dis different decision in life, gone away from the science, gone towards the weirdness. Had she lived um, in a fascist state? Yes. Had she lived in a fascist state, sweetie? <laughs> um, then, yeah, that's what she would have done. And also, John Levine would have just carried on being John Levine, taking orders, but with a slightly gruffer face on him. Um, also, Petra would have thought, my hair just should always be up. I should just keep this hair up. I'm just, I like it when I've got like that big headachey pen. Up, do. Up, do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I just can't quite breathe properly. I just need my hair up like that all the time. Okie dokie. Um, Stallman thought that his life would be better in white. I think he would probably been seeing the same person as Mary Tam. He was like, yep, white's the colour for me. That's the way I'm going. Um, oh, anyway, well, the fortune teller they're a person. bit advanced. The fortune teller person. Yes. Yeah, maybe yes, I'll have to yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, anyway, they're drilling. They're ahead of things. Mr... Gold. Yes. Silver, gold. Sir. Mr. Gold. Sir Keith Gold. 
I'll have you know. Gosh, give him his proper title, why don't you? Um, I love that. Keith, he's Keith Gold. It's, it's, the surname's good, but the, yeah. you'd want a better first name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the combo's not great. It's like, ah! Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah. Could have been good. Awful. <laughs> um, anyway, Keith Gold had already died, so we're, uh, we're on a pace. And... Um, yeah, and things were happening. We we're almost at the Earth's core. Shit! We've got to stop them because something bad might happen, but it might not. Could be fine. Could be absolutely all good. Because really, when I when someone says to me, "I'm going to drill to the centre of the Earth," I'm thinking, probably don't worry about it. Should be all right. Like, it's, it's my first thought is, yeah, we'll think about the consequences later. Let's just do it first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they did. They're drilling, they're drilling, they're drilling. So can I just check? You're not worried about penetration zero. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bitch. Um, no, not. Um, I think it should be fine. Um, but also, at the same time, the green goo men have gone really green and really gooey, and they are fighting. And they also remind me a lot of the guys from Bulgaria who sing about the... Ashes of disaster come from the Okay. Sorry. That's my link. Loving it. Oh, good. yes. The old um, men. They all have long fingernails and long hair, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they all kind of shuffle together in a kind of chorus style. Yes. <laughs> like, we're all going to the left. We're all going to the right. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's a, it was was it the primords in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Was it actually the primords? I think it could have been. And... And I really need to talk to you about the primals later, but we'll get there. We will, we'll get there. we will, We're not don't worry. Anyway, so what happens is they decide once they've drilled, they're all fucked. They realise there's no way out of this. It's the end. We're in a parallel universe, so we really, we don't matter. So all we can do now is possibly just help the Doctor to get back to a load of people we've never heard of, but apparently they look like us. Okay, so fuck us all. Um, we might be able to help you, Doctor. So, do your thing. Put some wires together. We're going to die. Primords are bastards. Hope you get home all right. See you later. Um, so the Doctor goes back to our universe. He has a bit of mumbling. Oh, I love how you you focus on the mumbling scene rather than the fact that all those characters died and the whole world was destroyed. You're like, let's talk about the mumbling. They didn't care, so why do I? (laughs) They were like, yeah, I might die, I might not. Um, Yeah, no, don't care. Um, So in in our universe, there's some mumbling. Um, (coughs) Keith's not fully dead, don't panic. But we've got to stop the drilling. Why? Because drilling's bad and I've seen it happen. You're going to fucking die. Are you sure? Yes, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> and so, don't drill. That's the moral of this story. Just don't drill. Um, so, they don't drill. And Keith Gold breaks his arm. Nice. Uh, scene. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> So, you know, we had that game where for every companion, we just did an action. Yes. Like a charade to explain what it is. <laughs> what was it for? What would Liz's, what would Liz's be based on this story? What was it? Putting her hand up in doing the, the door. She loves <laughs> it. Opening the garage door. Doctor calls it a door or a hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
constant. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, and it's an age. She couldn't be it. more happy though when doing it, could she? Her head's again. Oh, she's no, waggling. Really? Like I'm thinking, my God, look what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, lots to unpack here. I know. Oh, so much. I, I was intrigued that you started with the synopsis with the opening shot of the Doctor really close up singing Donna e Mobile and that was the first I think the first ever moment of John Pertwee Doctor Who that Ryan has seen and I think it was incredibly off-putting <laughs> it, just, it was so, so was that what because the thing that made me think it was that the thing that the guy who he stole the clothes of was singing when if it wasn't it should have yes. been I feel like he's singing at the start of the Doctor and the Silurians as well I feel like the singing oh and he does sing in the shower in Spearhead from Space yes and I'm sure the singing in Terror of the Orton's there's a lot of early singing yeah. in the Pertwee by Pertwee but it was just awful and, and uncomfortable it was just awful exactly um, oh, but my favourite, I know, I'm sorry, I'm going straight into details mm. of episode right. one. It's like um, when they have that really terrible scene where you realise that stuntmen aren't actually um, actors, where where Slocum meets the other one and they pass just on the on the grounds of the um, thing, project and it's like, well, uh, good morning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is really shit. They really, they make a they joke about drilling. Basic acting, though, it's awful. They make a joke about they make about drilling. It's like it's like a bloody dentist, they say, and it's just really oh, so cringe. And it's just sort of like I'm going to play it in now because I do love it though. Hello, John. How's it going on? Oh, uh, still drilling away like mad. Sounds more like a flipping dentist. <laughs> At least they didn't give those people a whole fucking episode like they did the guy from Armageddon Factor. Christ, I know. Um, it's a very bleak Britain, isn't it, 1970? Or is it just a bleak factory area? I don't oh, know. I, yeah, no, I, yeah, I thought it was appropriate. I must admit, as soon as the electrician dude had got into the main set, I was like, I'm loving this. Like, I just loved just being in that kind of 70s-ness. Like, they really, I felt immersed in 70s joy the moment I was in there, I was like, yes, this is where I always wanted to be. Like, I think, like, I would have to move heaven and earth to feel as wonderfully 70s as that moment was when he walked into that whole set. It was just, oh, I love it. And I think they'd spent a lot of money on it. That set does look really Mm. good, doesn't it? You can imagine it being a real high-tech, sort of like, yeah, project set. Yes, it is. Thank you. Indeed. Um, I have to say one word to you, and the word... Begins with F. Then there are two letters that I'm not going to tell you. Then it's got King at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually fracking. Uh, yeah. This story is about the dangers of fracking, this is isn't true. it? Which is also another RuPaul link because RuPaul's terrible for the fracking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On a ranch, fracking away. <laughs> but awfully so. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Let's not do that. Let's not frack. This is, this is, again, this is Barry Letts being such an ecologist ahead of his time, saying that we must make this more relevant. Because I think Don Houghton... Houghton, Houghton, Houghton we're going to go with Houghton. Sorry, having another seizure. Um, he did a really 
it, it, he was interested in that, but I think Barry Letts makes it more ecologically interesting. But that's my um, guess. Originally, this part, this story was called Operation Mowbore or Operation Mohole. Operation Mohole. I think Mole Hole, but it was shortened to Mohole, and then it was Molebore. And finally, they were like, no, none of those names work. Let's call it Inferno. Yeah. Mind you, I don't think Inferno works but, very well, because really, there's only a fire at the... But they don't actually have much of a fire at the end, either. It's just like we all die, really. But yes. And this is the problem, isn't it? Because you wouldn't call it the Inferno Project, because you're kind of suggesting that it's all going to go wrong and end in... <laughs> yeah. Blowing it's like calling it the this Titanic Project. This is called the Inferno Project, Project but it's safe. <laughs> it's completely safe. Yeah. There'll be no fire. No one will burn yeah. themselves, but we're just calling it the Inferno Project. We just like for the fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the White Flag Project would have been a bit more like, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yes, did you know that the original storyline was just four episodes and they didn't have, I don't think they went to a parallel universe or anything. It was just like, oh, the drill rigs causing problems. Oh, no, we've stopped it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like the storyline of Terror of the Autons, only without any drilling. Oh, my God, just nothing happened. So Terrence Sticks was like, well, we've got a seven-episode slot. I think what we'll do here is we'll make a parallel universe. It was his idea, Terrence Sticks. Wow. Yes. Fuck, that saved it. Like. Totally. Wow. Imagine it without that. Mm. Anyway, sorry. More importantly... Mm. Liz in her wig. Well, she has Which two wig? wigs this episode. Yeah. Well, actually three. I think there are three wigs oh, going. Oh, the <laughs> third wig? Well, when she's first seen on location, I know we're skipping ahead here. When she's first seen on location as section leader Shaw, she's got a sort of like very flat wig. And as soon as she gets inside, it's more sort of like curly and more interesting. Oh, gosh. Yeah. She really reviewed, haven't you? Yes. Gosh. But she yeah. loves her wig, doesn't she, Liz? Because none of it's her hair, is it? Maybe she just has awful hair. Well, no, because it keeps changing every time. Well, maybe it's not her. Maybe they're like, your hair is gross. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make this shit happen. (laughs) Maybe she's like, I like my hair. (laughs) I like these tiny little wisps of hair. No, we're going to give you something fuller. You need a helmet. (laughs) I just think all of the... (laughs) All the interviews they have with Caroline John before she went, bless her. I think that was the question I would have asked. It's like, what was going on with all the wigs and your hair? What's happening? Why does it keep changing colour? Why is it different then <laughs> every week? Spearhead from space, that was her hair. Was it? Must have been. Why would you do that otherwise? It was just, like, up. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe she had, like, a fake no, bun on her head. I think a fake bun business, that, yeah. But Silurian, she has that, a fringe, a small, fliffy fringe, and then it's hair that goes back, quite long. But it's kind of like, it's got hair, it's got so, hair extensions, and it goes all the way back you see i'm up for that i i'm not against it like i think we look at them and we're like oh my god they're gross because they're so 70s oh no i don't but, like i don't dislike really them i'm just confused by it i'm just confused by the fact that she has a different hairstyle all the time that's, that's just confusing that's a really cool idea okay don't you think like if, if they had that now for like like today's beauty standards and like our companion had a different hairstyle. I'd fucking love that. I'd be waiting for it. I'd be well, so yeah, happy if they had a new style. I, so it time. makes me wonder, is is this a 1970 thing that loads of people did this and they just changed their hair all the time and had lots of wigs? Mm. Or is it just... Maybe. They seem quite up for it in a way that it's not not really the norm now. Yeah. But I feel like it should be. It's brilliant. <laughs> 
Good. I do love a hair change. I do a lot of hair changes myself, don't you know, sweetie? Just thinking about that, someone who um, gave a plenary talk at my conference, um, the New York City conference, um, Cabello Cagarossi, she has different hair every day because she just has loads of wigs with her all the time. So she just changes her hair every day and it's just like amazing. Love that. Now I can, in Schitt's Creek, that woman has brilliant like insanely awful wigs all the time, but they're brilliant wigs. They've heard. They've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Good. So I like to be introduced to the relationship between Stallman and Keith early on. (laughs) Like the the real kind of setting of boundaries early on of the I'm a wanker. It's like you sort the canteen, I'll sort the drilling. Fuck off. It was really well done. Like I liked that. And the terrible, in a way the that terrible it was... use of all the way through is Sir Keith's an old woman, all the time, wasn't it? Oh, all the way through. I got really quite angry with that. Such an unacceptable slur, yeah, wasn't it? Totally. Just so wrong. Especially as it was saying being yeah. said in front of Petra every single time. Yeah. Um, but she, oh, Petra did not have any self-respect. So, so let's just leave that one there. <laughs> really? Well. Maybe, alright, we'll come back to Petra There's lots to be said Now, there is This story is the last one ever To feature a particular prop What prop was that? I've given you a big clue Mm. 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 Yes That sonic screwdriver Or the wig Or Bessie in the 70s, fuck knows. The TARDIS console is the original TARDIS console from the original TARDIS from, from the Unearthly Child. That's the one they used all no. the way through. Because it, oh my God. it's that sort of weird mint green colour. Even though we... Cause, I didn't notice. Yes. Yeah, that's the TARDIS console, the original one. It's the last time you ever see it. And apparently... So it served all the yeah. way through to Liz. How wonderful. Yeah. And that had William Hartnell... Apparently William Hartnell used to write on it. So it's got like scribblings on, stuff, on it and stuff. Yeah. That's so wonderful. I know that. And then where did it go? Did people. They were always auctioning off bits of time. I don't know where it went. It was probably owned by some horrible fat cat super fan. (laughs) That's hard to say, isn't it? Fat cat super fan. (laughs) (laughs) Even harder to picture. (laughs) They probably sat there with a glass of Asti Spumanti right now. (laughs) I don't know why Asti Spumanti. I watching know. episode three of Web of Fear, having stolen it out of the clutches of someone. I reckon. I reckon. Or with the whole of fucking Marco Polo in <laughs> <laughs> the drawer. Bastards. Yes, quite like Anyway, the console is in the shed, separate to the actual TARDIS surround. Mm. But there's loads of times mm. where they keep describing it as the TARDIS, and I really struggled with that. Yeah, because it really, really very much wasn't. I remember the first time I watched this, this was my biggest problem with the story. I was like, but it's not the TARDIS, and surely you can't just take it out of there, because then the TARDIS is just a room. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How's the TARDIS <laughs> even staying alive at this point? You just imagine Saran, what do you call Saran Jones? Just like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I can't stay alive! Yes, right that's down. not okay. Yes. Exactly. But later on, I think the Brigadier says, um, in here? Or something about in it, it made me think that the script was suggesting that they should have been in the TARDIS console room, but the TARDIS console room wasn't available. Ah, that seems more likely. Yes. Because it really is a similar space to the TARDIS entirely. Like, it's just obviously not. But it's so similar that it really could have been. 
slightly. But as Ryan cause... pointed out, and I'd never noticed, the TARDIS doors are suggesting the TARDIS. Sorry, the, the carriage yeah. doors are suggesting the TARDIS. They've got the same windows. Yeah. So it's, it's really... I'm really weirded out Odd. by it, but there's something going on there that I don't quite understand. Mm. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right, because, yeah, they did treat that whole room like a TARDIS. Yeah. And you can kind of hold on to the console and then you'll flip between worlds. But also, if Bessie's nearby, apparently that will go as well. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? I <laughs> didn't even pick up on that at all. <laughs> that was bizarre. But everything yeah. else stayed. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And when he got back, this is how now I'm on the thread here. When he got back, was Bessie in, in, no, Bessie wasn't there, was it? Bessie's fucked. Bessie's still Bessie's in parallel Bessie's destroyed in the parallel Oh my God, where's Bessie? Yeah. What have we stumbled upon? There we go. Yeah. Right, are we going to move on to fucking <laughs> Petra and fucking Greg? Come on, tell us. Oh tell me. God. Tell me why you're so happy with the story aspect of the story. <laughs> okay, so first of all, he says that. Uh, can you help me? Help me out. Do some typing and show me around. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then, and then her amazing comeback is just like, I'm actually a personal assistant. Just like. That's a shit fucking comeback. That's basically saying you're actually a secretary. It's just a shit... Like, the makers of the fucking show should have given her a proper fucking job. I know she was a fucking deputy fucking... (laughs) wanker in the parallel (laughs) universe. (laughs) She just... Why did they not give her a proper role? They were not making any point. Petra. This is Mr Sutton, the oil man I told you about. Uh, this is Miss Petra Williams, who's been personal assistant to the professor for some years now. Hi. How do you do? All the better for seeing you, Petra. Perhaps you could help me settle in the place. How do you mean, Mr. Sutton? Well, you know, show me round, dash off a few letters. Perhaps I could borrow you for a bit. Mr. Sutton, I am Professor Starman's personal assistant, not a typist, and I'm not available for borrowing. Will you excuse me? This is the thing I really want to unpack and explore as we carry on discussing Inferno. Hello, listeners. Um, That's the fact that it seems to be that in the parallel world, in the fascist world, the women are given more credit and better titles than they are in our world. What does that tell us? I (laughs) I, I I think that was definitely deliberate. And it was kind of a saying that the anyone who is trying to alter the status quo is possibly trying to give women more status. Like I imagine anyone, any talk of communism at the time would have been about kind of how women would have a better role in society. And so it did look to me like it was saying the dangers of having a woman with more power. Like in, if we had have been taken over by fascists, then women would be stronger. fascism, Women aren't strong. Women are really downtrodden in fascism. Well, it depends on which version of fascism. It's like it depends on who's in in charge, really, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm just a bit confused by all of that. Anyway, yeah, Yeah. it's just... Because she's she's assistant director, isn't she? She's she's able to come back to Greg and say, I'm assistant director here, bitch. 
Yes, but still, assistant director is a shit fucking comeback. <laughs> like, the personal assistant one, really bad. But then you're like, okay, this is our chance. Like, when you get to the parallel universe and you're like, fuck yeah, we could have Liz running this fucking show. We can have Petra running it. But no, they're still fucking second fiddle to a twat in both situations. Like, they really have better titles, but nothing has changed. They just well, get... Isn't that realistic? <laughs> yes, it is. But it's awful and very annoying. But also, the fucking relationship between Greg and Petra, where he's all like... Oh, I'm going to have to skip to the end. But he's like, oh, you know, oh, so it hasn't been a wasted effort. Like, I haven't been wasting my time with you then. It's like, do you actually think you've been trying? Do you think <laughs> that you've actually been making an effort to woo her in any way. You just keep saying really rude remarks about how she's stupid and how she doesn't understand stuff. And you're like, oh, I've been really trying with you. Like, it's really been worth my time. And she's fucking swooning over him. It's disgusting. I can't believe so, that she's responded to any of his words. So would Greg, Greg's charm not work on you? No, I'm <laughs> well up for a bit of Greg. He's gorgeous. <laughs> Isn't it gross, though, that that's like... That would have been seen at the time as a, oh, I hope they get together. Like, I'm sure men and women alike would have been like, oh, a little bit of a love interest. Look at them well, the too. Well, the doctor and Liz say it at the end. They say, oh, they've, yeah. gone, off to get, they've gone off, they've left together. They're all excited about it. But, I, I mean, the, you can have someone who's written saying that kind of thing. But I honestly think even those watching would be quite into it. Like, I don't think anyone would have seen but quite I think how disgusting because, the relationship was. I think that's because you see them in the parallel world. And the parallel world relationship is a bit different. Because she get, I mean, Petra saves the day. Petra actually saves the day in the sense that that world gets destroyed, but she actually saves our world. Petra saves yeah. our world by doing all the connections, all the <laughs> sciencey stuff. So, so are you saying that's why we should like her and Greg, or not? No, I'm just saying I think the relationship in the parallel world is more believable. They have more screen time together, and she proves mm. her worth. And there's more vulnerability from both sides of them in the parallel world that, that fleshes out their characters a bit more. But if you go back to the our world and the relationship they've had, as you said, he's just been like sniffing after it and there's no him. there's no connection. Yeah. But yeah, but even if he took it purely on the relationship in the parallel one, like awful. Really, he is not nice to her at any point. Yes, she does prove herself but why should she fucking have to? And no, he never really says anything nice to her at any point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think Alex has spoken. Good. I just... But... Just so awful. How am I supposed to start rebuilding and liking men again if that's what I have to see? <laughs> and most of the people that I meet believe this shit. <laughs> What's your job title at the work at the moment? Is it personal assistant or is it assistant, <laughs> assistant director? That's right. Assistant, assistant, assistant. <laughs> yeah. Do you just assist people? Do you just Ooh. assist men? <laughs> oh, I was in a meeting the other day with three men and I probably was the most senior of all of them. And um, at the end of the meeting, someone said, oh, Alex, could you just um, send us all the actions from the meeting? <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> I just couldn't fucking believe it. Um, no, Is that what, was that your actual reaction? Yeah, yeah, no, it really was. I swear all the time in all my meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I did not even pretend that I was okay with that. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Um, good. Um, I've got a few more notes for episode one, even though we've done the whole story now. Gurning. Whenever John Pertwee gets a chance to gurn, he's all over it, isn't he? But it's really off-putting. Oh, I had missed it. So obviously I'm okay with it. He flips to the parallel world and back again. (laughs) I loved a bit of that. Oh, no. That was great. Yes. Yes. I wondered whether that was the original Pertwee gurn, whether that's the first time he's done it, but I wouldn't care to watch enough. You've really moved on a pace. Where are you? This is episode one, just. He slips to the side and then comes back again. I think I've written a lot for episode one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I also have a question about the Doctor's relationship with computers at this point. Because I remember at the end of Patrick Troughton, he's really like, I don't like computers, they're wrong and bad and evil. And oh. then here he says, computers have their uses. So he's starting to get mm. a bit switched on to them. He and needs then, them. And gradually it changes to the point where it's like, computers are the best thing ever. But um, I wouldn't say Tom Baker uses them much. No. True. I think he avoids that because he's too too fucking cool for them. But it's um, interesting how it just reflects societal's sort of society's. Um, listen to me trying to be, trying to be all, using long words societal. <laughs> <laughs> and all I meant to say was society. <laughs> <laughs> society's like... changing relationship with computers is, is related through the show through. The yes, it's pressure. true. I think you're right that, yeah, that kind of growing comfort with it is as the world changed too. Okay, listen, twiddle that knob and you'll save us all a lot of money. I really enjoyed a little bit of that. I enjoyed that. I loved Liz and how her voice is just so commanding. And like Even in the first episode, where she's not doing much of any use, her voice is strong and commanding and I believe the word she says. And I just, I was getting more and more angry that we're going to lose her. Doctor, you're not still thinking of making a run with the TARDIS console, are you? Indeed I am. That's why we came here. Now, be sensible. It's too dangerous. Look, Liz. Look, without the TARDIS, I feel rather lost. Stranger in a foreign land. Shipwrecked mariner. When do you want to make this trial run? In a minute. Hey, you're not serious. Why the sudden rush? Right, we've been over this many times. You know exactly what to do, don't you? Yes. Well, then take up your position and I'll switch the nuclear power through. I wish you'd think again. Liz, please. Did you notice the man, the electrician? Do we have a name for him? The man. He looked like he had condom fingers. Like his, like he had blue condom fingers. They were really weird. They were kind of, yeah, they kind of... They were kind of straight and big, and they kind of had tiny little kind of bobble things on the end. <laughs> it was really no. nasty. It wasn't good. Anyway, whoops, the guy was dead. Um, I liked how many of, there was lots of dials and knobs and switches. I did enjoy a lot of that. I love a good I, knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were so many. It was just like, it's in the red. We're pressing buttons. We're switching dials. We're doing things. Ah! I like think it's just... This, this story is peak dials and knobs for Doctor Who, yeah, isn't it? It really, really is. is. It's I was that feeling sort them. of world Got of glory. It. Yes. <laughs> Alex, was feeling, Alex was feeling the knobs. Feeling the knobs. <laughs> <laughs> Fully. Okay, you're not brave. You're stupid. What was that about? I don't know. Are we still in episode one? You did write a lot. Um, 
<laughs> okay, no, I think I've just moved on to episode two. Well, You're before we get there, stupid. before we get there, and this was, Ryan was very bemused watching episode one of Inferno. His introduction to John Pertwee. Um His introduction was, to crap Doctor Who as well. Let's be honest. Well, no, because he's, he's, he's only seen, seen good. No, he's seen no, he's seen Leisure Hive and Armageddon Factor. I think you know. So okay. Anyway, he was just like, I'm really confused. I'm like, what are you confused about? It's like, well, it feels much more serialised, this Doctor Who, than any other Doctor Who I've seen. And I feel like I need more information before I started. Because, so I had to about explain... About why they're there and what's... Yeah, yeah there's a bit the of a backstory advisor, to it all. And why is the console not in the TARDIS? <laughs> why do they sit so low in low the seat? Low in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> look much better with a windscreen wiper and a tax, tax disc <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's kind of yeah it's just odd that you know you don't get that much setup and that these stories are really interesting like silurians ambassadors of death and this one in that they start at the place not yes with unit they're like right well get straight in there and i like which that is, which is weird when you consider they're seven episodes long and they're all too long and yet they start out on site yeah they could have done a little bit of a preamble couldn't they yes I imagine it's just so they didn't have to build unit sets very often. They could just build the sets where the story's set. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, good. I've remembered you're not brave, you're stupid. Um, that was... I think that was Greg talking to Petra in the parallel universe from pretty much straight off. He was like, go for it. I'm just going to speak to you like a complete bitch. Oh. oh, no, 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 it was Stalman talking to Petra, that was it. And it was just like, it was so allowed. And, and it was just, obviously, she had way less fucking opportunities than him. And she was like, yeah, he can just put her down and make her feel like a twat for having had no opportunities. I was fucking furious. <laughs> and I have just realised I have now got to the end of episode one because I've written, lots happened in episode one, I like it. I had commented on how much I was enjoying. Yes, I like that. Um, Stalman says to Sutton, thank you. Ah, oh, yeah, it was rude. That was it. I liked that as well. He was like, he did not like being told anything by Sutton. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Um Can I just mention brief notice of a black scientist, a black person at the drill head? I was like, good. Gosh. Person of colour in the Yes, in the that's very unlikely. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, 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 yeah, no, I'm trying to work up my notes as well. Location the film, of the Turkish the, bath. Oh, yes, that's when they managed to say, he says they're going to give the order of the Turkish bath, Greg does, to the people who, because of the smoke and everything. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, I liked the choice that Douglas Canfield made with the filming sequence where the Doctor and the Brigadier were talking about, um, Krakatoa and the fact that it was it was set on top of those oil drum sort of buildings and like that it didn't need to be outside it didn't need to be set up to look so good in episode two yeah. and I was just like thanks for filming it like that because it could just yes. be in a corridor but we actually you actually chose to go up somewhere with a view and it was just a nice two shot and it was just like I appreciated that there was direction going on yes because yeah. we've witnessed a lot of lack of direction in previous one I like it Doctor, I need some answers. Hmm? What did happen to Slope? Some sort of retrogression of the body cells, I think. Don't understand. Neither do I. 
Not fully, not yet. It looks as if he was turning into some sort of animal. Yes. The process was relatively slow, and it wasn't completed. Had a devil of a job keeping this quiet. Why wasn't the metamorphosis completed? That noise he was making. I've never heard anything like that before. I have. Where? Krakatoa, Sandra's Freights. But what I don't understand, and I want you to tell me about... Carry on. Carry on! I will. Is when the Doctor's saying, oh, I heard that noise before at Krakatoa. So did he meet the Prime Wards in Krakatoa? Oh, you mean that Metabilis 3 kind of noise that they make? Yes. Um, that's the indication. So yes, no, it's ludicrous. Yeah, it's weird. Because like, he doesn't yeah. say, well, I've met the Prime Wards before, or I've, I've seen people get infected like this before. Yeah. But that's what the suggestion is, isn't it? Or just that really hot things all sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Sometimes less I hear it sentence. from my kettle. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> it's the planet pouring out its rage. I'm just having a coffee. Just making a nice coffee. Woo! <laughs> 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 Relief. The doctor's on edge all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so... This, the, the thing that got me really pissed off um, in, um, so, you know, I've, you know I work for placemakers, did you know? Did you? Did you know that? Um, well, at placemakers, we have a, a very core value, um, and it's called protect. Um, and it is all about the um, importance of health and safety, and how we, um, and every single accident is avoidable. Um Oh, I know you sound so bored, um, but I, I'm really getting into it. They are so fucking into it, but they really, but they do some really good stuff where they like every time they talk about health and safety, they always show us the images of the people who have died working at placemakers because it's quite an old business, and they really, oh, really? own the yeah, um, wow. and people have died on the job. So they're like, there's 21 people who have died making while... table mats. That's what they do at placemakers, isn't it? I always <laughs> think you just make table mats like yeah, raffia ones. <laughs> But no, like, and actually one woman who died, um, died pretty much in an identical accident to the one I was in. Um, so uh, basically pretty much on the same bit of road, um, different time of day. But yeah, someone crossed the centre line and hit them head on. Um, and so like, and their their thing is like, that was avoidable. That was our fault. Yes, there was other other circumstances mm-hmm. but it's unacceptable to say that we couldn't have done something we shouldn't have people out on the road at that time of day because really early in the morning people drive like twats and so we should make sure that we give people hotels and because so they're always trying to make sure that every single accident is oh, seem okay. to be avoidable um which I, I do find a really nice like they take ownership for it they don't ever say that person did the wrong thing therefore and yeah. so as soon as i heard that you know i can't make allowances for incompetence piece it was just it was like the fundamentals of health and safety that you actually you have to make allowances for the fact that people are incompetent like that is the absolute key to keeping everyone alive right. is you assume yeah. that everyone is incompetent essentially you have to put all of these safeguards in place so the fact that they could just or yeah, they were. They were allowed to just kind of sweep it under the carpet because, well, he was a twat. He didn't follow the rules. Fuck him. Like, that really... And I, it, to me, it was a lovely thing to see 
the change, obviously, in the decades, but more recently for me, in placemakers to see that that is an unacceptable response. It really is the fact that they did a stupid thing. However, it was on, you know, it was a likely stupid thing to happen. Therefore, we could have done something to make it more avoidable. So that was something I feel happier about saying. Good. What do placemakers really do, just for the listeners? <laughs> so it's, um, okay, uh, similar to Wix, I'd say. Does Wix oh, still I exist see. in the UK? Yeah. So yeah, building supplies. Uh-huh. But like trade building supplies, not B&Q style thing, but yeah, proper. It's interesting you talk about that because my friend Joanne Black, who I used to work with at the business school in Cambridge, she would always cut through all the crap when people say, oh, God, risk assessments, health and safety, how boring. And she would always say, right, well, this person died on that on this day. And she would always bring yeah. up the deaths because she was like the health and safety officer. Yes. And and it was it was just a, a good reminder that we shouldn't be yawning. And yeah. you have to actually yeah. take this seriously. Uh, I really appreciate it as well, like that they do, they wake everyone up when it comes to health and safety with these constant reminders we see the faces of the dead we see it's always really? brought back to that yeah. it's it's human it's humanized it's kind of and yeah it's yeah. so essential so yeah no i do i appreciate it but but talking of that i mean making doctor who at this time it was so dangerous I and mean, the person really? with some of the, the stuntmen you know havoc who do all the action sequences and there's lots of hospitalization this this really? this series like that guy who was pushed yeah. into the haystacks ended up having a really massively bad leg and yeah, just Jeez. like 17 stitches or something and just mad stuff that the stuntmen did. But they impl- at least they suppose they employed stuntmen rather than extras. But Yeah. But it's just um, the health and safety on Doctor Who then must have been so shit. Yeah. It's like, I always yeah. think of that series Survivors um, with all the horse riding they did and that. They'd never make it today because all the cast do just endless horse riding. I just think it would just be too yes. dangerous now. They could never ensure in the way that they yeah. have to now. I don't know. I don't know. No. But, yeah, anyway. but it's good. It's good. More alive people. That's what I like. Yes. Keep them alive. <laughs> yes. So, right, what, are we still Wyatt on episode two? Away? I think I'm there. Is Wyatt yeah. running away in episode two? Wyatt, run! Who's Wyatt? He's the private, oh, he's the Wyatt. soldier. And when he gets attacked, the doctor doesn't try and help him. And the doctor just keeps looking at people that are on the floor that are dead. He doesn't even check whether... It's it's really weird how he's kind of really dismissive. It's almost a bit like when the doctor ignores Lawrence Scarman being dying dying in pyramids mm. and he just pushes him over. It's very like that. Let's get on with the action. You're dead. Now. Yes, yeah. you're dead. Yeah. You don't matter anymore. Yeah, that, that definitely was like a whole dismissive kind of... Thing to Doctor Who for a long time where death was like that's why I always found it quite strange like when the, the Doctor did start to care you're like what the fuck you've been like killing people left right and centre and not giving a flying shit and suddenly you're like oh someone died I feel awful um, yeah so yeah oh, I, I, wrote down a, I wrote down a line that you would have liked don't ask any questions there's a good girl <laughs> what was that who was that I don't know it was either Starman or Greg wasn't it one of the two. Oh no it wasn't I think it was the doctor it was to Liz when he was saying just go and do the thing don't ask any questions and she's like alright oh yes it was, was when he sent her it? to go and check in the, on the computer yes. that was right it was, a, it was a red herring wasn't it he sent her off in a while yes yes 
Yes, that was Don't awful. Don't ask any questions there, it's a good girl. Ooh. Yeah, and, and she just, she smiled and took it. She fully took it. She was like, okay. And, and she was like, oh, look after She was like really concerned for him. She was like, oh, yes, he's got a bit of a headache. That was it. He was like, oh, yes, my head's hurting a bit. So I'd like to not do it in my head at the moment. And she was like, okay, then. She cared. She gave a shit about the wanker. Yeah. I also wrote down about Stalman holding Petra's arm which was bad. He keeps touching her arm and holding her arm. Oh. And like, like that intimacy is allowed? No. Yeah. You can't touch her. Dirty. No. Bad. Don't touch her. Stop it. Oh, can so we yes, get on? So the... yeah. Metabelis spiders. They Ooh. all are metabelis spiders, aren't they? What are? The primord voices. Are they? Fully! How did Good. that not jump into your head every time they made a noise. It was like, it was absolutely the Metabila spiders. Fucking play that in now. Right, Wyatt falling from the thingy, play it in, Um, but then also at the same time have the spiders from Metabila 3 going, (laughs) when they're just wiggling, because it's the same fucking noise. Is it really? 100%. Does that mean I have to take Planet of Spiders with me all the way to Australia just so I can do yes, that bit? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Absolute bit. Love you. I'm already close to the end, close to my packing capacity world of death weight. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I might just not include that clip, and just we'll just have to just believe that that's the case. <laughs> you. Um, when is Venusian Aikido Venusian Karate? Is my question. Well, yes, this is the first time it's mentioned, I think. Oh. Yeah. So he starts with karate and moves it to Aikido later yes. on, does he? Yes, because nice. Aikido is more defensive, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, nice. I think the moment that Caroline John puts on the white coat and the red scarf signals that it's time to talk about dress for success. <gasps> Shit. Yes, it does. Um, but hang on, I need alcohol and no one is answering my text, so I need to run. One moment, please, caller. I'm gonna get dressed for success. Shaping me up for the big time, baby. Get dressed for success. Okay, so. Nice. So, this moment inspired at this point, by Ryan saying, oh, she can put a look together. So she's walking through the compound and she's in it wearing a white coat and a red scarf. A lab coat, is it? No, it's a proper, like, raincoat, but it's white. Oh, no, missed that bit. Okay, well done, okay. her. Which is quite fashion. But yes. then I think she's wearing some quite black, sensible shoes at that point, which look quite hideous. I think yep. the same one she wears with that that blue dress. What do you think of the blue dress with the red? I like the bit? blue dress. Well, I guess I, when I saw the blue dress again after she'd been in the taupe, I, I was just relieved. It was just, the taupe was so stressful that I was just like, oh, thank God. I just, I felt like I could breathe again when I saw her in the blue. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a lot of um, Hilda, was it Hilda Winters? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just something that Doctor Who must equate with, like fascist regimes and the colour taupe. Like <laughs> seem to go hand in hand, and they always seem to wear black and taupe in those situations, and they always just look horrific. Plus, helmet hair. Helmet hair is also part of a fascist regime. It's yeah. Always. They just go hand in hand. 
Tell me um, about yeah. Pe- tell me about Petra. Um, I did like her floral dress. It was it was pretty. Yeah. Um, I and I guess I liked the starkness of how when we went to the parallel universe, both Petra and Starman were in bright white. Yeah. Like that was kind of it was a look. It was it was notable straight away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I just. I guess I wasn't blown away by any of them, which I guess means the wardrobe people probably did their job. Yes, because they didn't if you know what I mean, stand like, out. Yeah. It didn't... Nothing stood out in a in a wild way. Like, oh, I tell you what I did like. I like a parallel universe cap for oh. who, whatever unit was called. I liked them. And their yes. little... Oh, the little Peter Pan style hats. They were very cute. Yes. That a was bit, a nice a bit, little... A bit Britney and toxic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, that worked well. Um, yeah, but no, I just I, I think taupe sends a strong message. That was that was the thing that <laughs> kind of came out of me. <laughs> I think that's all we're going to say about dress of success this time. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to make a brief mention of Greg's neckerchief at one point. <laughs> I missed it. Which which universe was he neckerchiefed in? Um, ours. Oh, right. Because again, Ryan noticed it. I didn't notice it. He's like, oh, there's a neckerchief. <laughs> Imagine that, though. Imagine thinking, I'll just pop my neckerchief on. Like, that's just bizarre, isn't it? Just, it is. <laughs> just wouldn't occur. I like it, though. I like it a lot. One scene, and I, I, you won't go back and watch it because you're probably never going to watch Inferno for another ten years. Oh. But when Starman goes into his office in episode two, I don't know whether anyone else has noticed it. He goes into his office in a really angry way towards the end of the episode, and something flies up in the air by accident and and doesn't come down again. <laughs> it's a big black object flies by accident wow. up in the air, and it's it's a blooper, and I've never noticed it before. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to go back and check I think it. You but I might do a screen grab. That would be nice. Do a screen grab for the that old Twitter. So, actually, that's one thing I do need to ask about Dress for Success. I only noticed towards the end. No, sorry, we've finished that segment now. You <laughs> <laughs> we were trapped by silence. <laughs> Can I ask now? <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you. No, um, you may. <laughs> I noticed towards the end when there was lots of Starman action, how big his name badge was. Was he always wearing a <gasps> massive name Thank badge you. that said Thank Starman you. on it? Thank was you. that just this so is we all really knew? funny? Because Sutton's Sutton has a name badge yeah. towards the end, which is giant. Yeah. And it has Sutton written all the way across it. Okay. In, to fill the space. So whoever did the graphics they decided we'll make the name fill the whole badge. Yeah, so the badge is the same are, size. But, but some badges are fucking huge. They, they match the size of the name. But there's, <sighs> oh, it's, it's very odd because it's like, certain. But, okay, and, so for Stalman, like, I thought yeah. they'd only did that once he turned into a Primord just to be like, oh, which Primord is it? Oh, that one. Yes. <laughs> I think, no, it? I think that's it. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh. I think it's just identifying identify for that. Because when the doctor puts one on, he steals one from someone else. And I just would love love to it for him to be called like Fortescue or or like 
I don't know, a funny name, a really long one, like for Zachary Smith, that could have fit on the name badge. And the name badge had to go like diagonal, it's such a long surname or something. <laughs> yes. I was I thinking like about this for, for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> the name badges were quite something. Yeah. Yes. That would be a good massive. prop, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a good prop to have the Stallman badge? Yes. Oh. Huge. But it was just like, imagine going about your everyday with your massive fucking badge on. Like, just bizarre kind of choice to have. So, yes, yeah. useful dress for success point. I like it. I like it. We got there. Thank you. I'm glad we hadn't finished dress for I success know. after all. Go us by being good. One last point on the Stallman badge. I think it's spelt wrongly. I think it's a double N on the badge. But it's not a double N in the story. Shit. I feel like that needs a screen grab. Because I disagree. (laughs) But I also make really bad decisions. Um, (laughs) I also make really bad decisions. In life. It's not a bad decision. (laughs) Stallman. Okay, I'm getting a lot of American football pictures. It's not going to work. Inferno. Name badge. (laughs) Oh, here you go. I've got a picture here. Can you see that? There's a double N, you fucking idiot. But there shouldn't be one. Oh, oh, you see, I... Oh! You see, I've got a picture of Starman, and it's got him a double N mm-hmm. in one universe and a single N in another. There you go. What does Stahl mean in German? Yes. Mm. Is it Steel? Steel mm. Man. I'm just wondering if it's, they're saying anything with his name. I know. Something. It's a good guess. Don't fucking know. Um, Stahl. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this little... This little little segue. Stahl. Yes, Correctingtons. You are so good at that shit. That's good, He's isn't it? He's the man of steel. Man. steel. Love isn't that, that interesting? That gives you a bit of a different sort of feel, doesn't it? It does. But yes. is that what they're saying? Okay, so actually, yeah. Can we go to that now? What the primal signified? Because... No, because I want to say before we go to that, Petra means rock, doesn't it? Oh, of course, just... like petrified, yes. Yeah. Thinking, yes. yes. Let's not rock give her a surname, steel. though, because she's only a girl. Williams, Williams, All Williams. All righty. But we have Sutton. Williams meaning... Mean, Williams meaning Williams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but everyone else is a fucking surname, aren't they? And she's just good old Petters. Petty Petra. No, she's Petra Williams. Petra no, but Williams. no, but everyone is called Sutton, Stallman. We're, we're not calling him Keith and Greg. We're calling them Sutton. Sir Gold. Stallman. Don't, don't ask any questions. There's a good girl. Hook <laughs> <laughs> off. Wow. Um... <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yes, you want to get onto the Prime Awards. I would love to. So, tell me about them. My question is, are they inferring that the green goop is like some kind of start of the the world goo, some kind of primordial soup? Primordial. Yes. <laughs> is that what they're saying it is, which is why they suddenly become long-haired and like primitive? Because it's kind of really confusing the fact that primitive man is fuck all to do with primordial soup. Primitive man was like way after that shit and had long hair because they hadn't developed razors yet. Like, 
it just it really confuses the whole primitive primord concept that it just it just seems quite yeah, childish it's, it's really it's a really weird choice and also they're never called primords on screen no in the credits no i didn't even know that they were until you said yeah um i have been thinking about this in terms of the sexual politics of inferno and whether it's metaphorical and it's to do with how male the the, the problem of masculinity in the story and i i kind of was like inferring it from it like they're so his his suit there's too much testosterone going on which is very <laughs> There is way too much testosterone going. It made me go hairy while watching it, so I understand. But when you've also got like like Greg swinging his dick about and Stallman as well, and you've got penetration zero, and then there's that giant dick, the coolant coolant pipe that Greg holds, and Petra all... hangs onto and helps. Yes, <laughs> I'll hold your pipe. Exactly. <laughs> there's something about it that's very deliberately yes. sexual in my. It, it, I couldn't get away from the thought of it once I started thinking about it. And then I was starting to think about the women in the parallel universe and how they were kind of, they had more power mm. in that regime, which I thought was interesting and weird. But it's it's something, there was something about the male and the female and the, the, the clash of sex and somehow that the toxic masculinity was like the toxic primordial soup. I think there was a conflation. There's something there, and I don't know quite what it is, and it probably wasn't meant at all. But it just yeah, I, I like that. I lo- I love the idea of a man touching something green and that being the cause of toxic masculinity. <laughs> that would just be so cool. <laughs> it's a concept <laughs> that I feel like yeah, it could work for a series now. Um, I feel yeah, like because then they just because then they just shout more. Yeah. They get really hairy. And they start killing people, which is like the worst of being a male. Unless you're Benton, and you just become like John Levine Bear, and you just want to hug him a bit more. John Levine Bear. But would you change it? You couldn't not have Benton Bear, could you? He's gorgeous. (laughs) Hasn't he got a cute nose, Benton Bear? He does. He's really. <laughs> all the other ones are quite scary. You're like, oh, John Levine, there, give me a hug. He's <laughs> just so yeah. huggable. Bless him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. On the subject of like the women in the parallel world, she did read physics at university, didn't she, Elizabeth? Section leader Elizabeth Tor. She did. Or did she? Yes. No, she considered it, didn't she say? Or no? No, she read physics at university, but she then went into security. Oh, okay. Right, yes. But but then I was thinking, is that because in that world they weren't allowed, she wasn't allowed to be a scientist? I was fascinated by how you learnt something about the characters in our world from the... You learnt more about the characters in our world from spending time with them in the parallel world. Yes. Because there was a connection. Yes. I like that. I like that whole exposition of who they were and understanding how they had become the person they are that we know based on a little bit of information on the person that we don't quite know. It was lovely. Partic- particularly only, though, with... I don't think you get enough about Petra and Greg, as we've said, but Liz and the Brigadier, definitely. I mean, I think there's so much about the Brigadier's cowardice and shouting to cover up those insecurities mm. that was fascinating. I was thinking, that's actually something about the Brigadier we're finding out about here. That, it was really quite odd how much they pushed that part of him 
Like they've really yeah. did make him into the, the key baddie of the whole thing. He was really mm-hmm. nasty, really unwilling to listen and had a deep yeah. kind of kind of cruelty in him. Like, and he yeah. was not willing to help anyone for their sake. It was like only self-serving. It's like, well, I will yeah. help only if there's a chance of it helping me. And it, it did seem yeah. like a really bizarre, um, yeah, expose into, into a guy that we love and want to cuddle. It was very strange to, to see that side of him. And maybe Doris was the savior. Maybe, maybe parallel guy didn't meet Doris. <laughs> maybe parallel yeah. guy was just like a, singleton who got completely indoctrinated into that fascist regime and just yeah just let that side of him fly awful who sent you here did you come to commit sabotage name what organization employs you when did you first become a traitor how did you get into the complex who helped you was it sutton name what is your name answer and then for liz we learn that she if she was in a world where she was given more responsibility, more power, then she would take she action. Ma- yeah, she makes compassionate she choices and she thinks. Yes. I love the scene. It's my favourite scene in the whole thing. It's when she's taunting the brigade leader when he's getting nervous. And she's like, she knows she's going to die. She doesn't care at this point. She's like, yeah. oh, are you a bit nervous now? Are you a bit, oh, how are you doing? <laughs> so good. Yeah. As I've already told the brigade leader, I'm hurrying as much as I can. I don't like your tone. Those explosions are getting closer. I'm thinking about the safety of all of us. Oh, yes, yes, of course you are. All got to get out of here. You go if you want to. I shall stay here and finish the work. You carry on with your work. Where's the to go? That spacecraft of the doctor works. You see for yourself. You don't really think you can force him to take us. He's not the sort of man you can frighten. Once that thing's working, we can take it over. We don't know how to operate it. Can learn how to operate it. She's a scientist. That device is beyond all our comprehension. And I shall have to persuade him to operate it for us. And if he tries to go by himself? And leaves us to die. I shall make sure that he dies first. Yeah, no, she she did really do well when put in a difficult situation. She made good choices and and the things that she like every time she let the doctor go a bit further, it was very much on her terms. But it was like, well, honestly, what have we got to lose in this situation? And it it wasn't done because she felt like she had to bow down to anyone's greater knowledge. It was like, I'm going to use logic here and logic tells me. Why the fuck not? Um, And yeah, she was. Yeah, she was very strong. You're right. I like that thought. Do you want to hear a sexist behind the scenes choice that was made that infuriated Caroline John? Mm. She was meant to do the um, interrogation scene of the doctor alone, but they didn't think it was appropriate. So they brought in the brigade leader as well. And she was furious. Well, no, even in the book here, I've got this book here, the complete history. And it says Caroline John was upset, which I felt was a way of saying, that oh she cried about it yes no, she, was she was feeble and weak angry. about it yes no she was angry that yes. she had that scene taken away from her where she was actually because she was she was really strong in that interrogation name she's <laughs> you know, brilliant and all that stuff. like the whole way through yeah. I just kept feeling a little bit sad that this was this is the last of her she was really solid and to think she had to make way for fucking Joe 
Like, honestly. Oh. It's just, it's such a yeah. backward step. She really was, I trusted her. Her words were said so well. There was one thing that I did find quite interesting about her when we came back to the um, our universe was every word she said, I felt like she was keeping a secret. There's something about the way she speaks where you feel oh, like she's hiding totally. something. It's like a real clever, she's like, ah, bah, bah, bah. I kind of know something you don't know. And it just kind of, it's yes. so bizarre. And I love that she has that skill. You can see the it. character, you can see the character thinking. Yeah. Her acting is good enough that you see the character thinking. And I think that's quite unusual. And the irony is, of course, is that for years after Doctor Who, she thought she wasn't in more than four four stories because she thought she was bad. Oh. And it wasn't until years later when she got a lot of praise, you know, before she died, thankfully, that she realised, oh, actually, no, it was just they decided to go a different way with the character, with yeah. the companion. Well, did John... But all the crap... Was he yeah. part of that? Did he want her to... Did he want to have someone subservient? Was he part of that decision? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. He's like, oh, oh Katie was a better fit and all this sort of stuff. Better fit, my fucking and I think. Ass. I think the excuse was that, you know, oh, we needed someone who could say, what is it? And stuff like that. But you just have to look at the previous female companion before Liz, and that was Zoe. And she Zoe was worked great. just as well as Liz. Yeah. So you can't say it doesn't work. She yeah. was there for a whole series, and it worked brilliantly. I love them. Yeah, I love everything that she did. And then, and then you've got the Doctor and Romana's relationship through 16, 17 and 18, mm. that is very similar. It must have just been John Pertwee just talking shit. I think shit. so. He just, I mean, I you just... see it. Like, yeah. you see his wankeriness in everything. Like, even when he's, like, yeah. running through the fucking parallel universe thing in his baby grow, you're just like, you big twaz. Like, you have to be seen <laughs> to be, like, the brave guy all the time. I do all my own stunts. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. And all like yeah. all like the, the fucking Western kind of gun show shit. That was bizarre. I mean, why did they have like pistol shots wherever they were going? That sounded really quite strange. Yeah. So we've diverged quite a lot from where we were in the episodes, but where do you want to pick I'd it like back to up? talk about the logo. The logo? Oh, did you not see it? The in the R whatever the RFS was. Um, they had. Oh yes, it looked like a penis. Republi- Republican Security Force. Oh, at RSF was it? Um, yeah, it basically was an arrow straighting, straight oh, yes. pointing up with like two and little balls the on the side. Yeah. <laughs> it just... <laughs> no, I thought there were other arrows. Weren't there were other arrows. Yeah, they were, but it just it felt like an odd choice to go for well, like a, a straight up erection uh, plus. Well, there you go. It's back to my sexual metaphors, yeah. isn't it? There's yeah. definitely something in it. Definitely. Yes. And also the fact that Keith was being called an old woman. It's all about the battle oh. of the sexes and about sexism. There's so much in it. But yeah, I guess it just and didn't push it hard enough for my contemporary eyes. Um, yeah. But it, Oh, yeah, this, that was a bit I fucking loved. Was... <laughs> when Liz does some digging um, to, to find out um, if anyone knows who this doctor guy is she's like well I described him and they had no idea this guy does not exist it's like are you fucking kidding me you described a middle-aged white man to someone who is in a middle-aged white man's world and you said that 
never seen anyone like that. Like, not anyone. Not anyone who's got grey hair and a bit of a cock. Are you sure? Because I reckon there's probably about 5,000 people you could probably yeah, say exactly. that you've met like that. But I love that that was their security check. Like, they just described him a bit over the phone. Didn't even take a picture of him. It was like, anyone seen anyone like grey hair? Nah, nah, never. Just fucking weird. <laughs> Can I also talk to you about appropriate mourning for the royal, for um, the Queen? Because we've had a lot of that lately. And, you know, how massively, ridiculously over the top it's been. Although I got fascinated by the coffin watching. That was a stream we could get on, um, on, on the um, BBC where you could watch people walking past the coffin. I loved it. Not because I wanted to see the coffin. You loved to I see people's loved, reactions. <laughs> I loved to see people's reactions and how they changed how they walked or how long they stayed, or whether they bowed on the basis of the people who had come before them. It was such a fascinating... I like a social It was so fascinating. <laughs> Rose is like, she caught me watching it twice. She's like, are you still watching this? I'm like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, all, it's all so performative. Yes. It's just hilarious. Yes. That, oh, I, I don't understand any... Like, I think that's something that you and I just don't have to do things for the benefit of others around us, to do those kind of things because we feel like someone might we comment on us yeah. and, and there's a way to do it. It's just, it's so against how we behave. But when so, we see so it, back, it's disgusting. So back to appropriate morning. There's the brilliant moment in episode three where um, they say, um, oh, is it episode four? Um, oh, the royal family were all executed. <laughs> and the doctor said, that's a shame. They're a lovely family. I think that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> As far as they were. No more than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is an appropriate level of mourning. That's yeah. my level of mourning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Oh. Anyway. Sorry, that was a long way of getting around to no, that. No, I like but it. Off, obviously, coffin watching was... I loved it, honestly. I only did it for an hour once and then ten minutes another time. But an hour. I watched people for an hour. That's oh. insane. Everyone but I can understand... It. Because it must kind of, it must be like Chinese whispers a little bit. You kind of, they kind of copy a little bit what the previous person did, but then they alter slightly for the next one, and they just. And then some people do an, then some people do an Anna Lindup. So I went to Anne Valerie's funeral. You know, the writer of Tenko, Mm. and none of the actors were there, or the cast, any of the crew, or anyone other than Anna Lindup, who played Daisy, and. You know, Daisy from the second series, the nah, one who gets all yeah. the blisters. Anyway, all right, anyway, she she came along. And when she came, when it came to her point to actually put flowers on the coffin, she did this grand sort of actory sort of swirl around and she laid the thing and she... Oh, all of this sort of thing. She was, it was so performance. And a lot of the people going past the... Some of the people going past the Queen's coffin were doing that, where they were taking full centre stage and did massive gestures and held the queue up. And then people after them would do the same thing. Some people would do the same thing. And then the, the, the security would have to intervene and push people on, saying, no, you can't have your moment in front of the cameras like this. And it's just hilarious how people perform, are performative around death. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm still talking it. about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell me who said to who? You have a certain usefulness. Ooh. I'm keen to Sounds know. like something I would have written down. Yeah. But yeah, to Where, me... What episode are you on, um, by the way? It was episode four. Ooh. It was soon after... Oh, yes. You've only survived so long because of your usefulness. Ah. It was Petra to Greg. 
Oh. It was saying, the only reason you're still alive, because you're a difficult person, is because you've got skills. Yes. And you, if you didn't have these engineering skills, you would have been imprisoned or in a death camp or whatever. That's nice. Yes. Yes, I like that it was her then. Okay, I feel better about that. Yeah, it just, it just, it put me in mind of the kind of compliment that Christy would give me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, something that Ryan pointed out because he kept giggling there was a few things he laughed at that I just didn't hadn't noticed there's one point where Petra runs in and then runs out again she runs in to say something about Stalman I think earlier on and she's like la, 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 and then she runs straight out again without checking whether anyone's following her and he just thought that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> she did run insanely was, a few times I know the other thing I think she also ran a bit to make sure she didn't show her knickers so I think she's kind of a bit like straight running was that when she was running to say oh I can hear someone in the other room and then like ran out to see it again okay I I don't know but um, the thing that kept making him giggle is there was a period in episodes three and four where every scene started with someone on the phone (laughs) and he was like can we not start a scene without them being on the phone that was hilarious it was a technique that was being used Mm. Um, anyway yeah, but no, was it was hilarious. using using the technology. It was probably a new thing. I was like, oh, we can use our phones. This is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think about the glitter ball effect? Go back in the I liked it. The... it. It told I me did. what was going on. I was like, okay, thank you. Give me a clue, because otherwise I'd be taken a while. I'm listening to an audio book at the moment, and between scenes, they're not giving me any clue. And I'm like, fuck, who's, who's talking now? This is like I'm in a completely different person. And you're like, I need some fucking idea. So a glitter ball is a very helpful device. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, also, just to say about that, we'll ask you a question. Did you get taken out of it? Or did you kind of like, oh, I don't want to be back in the real world. I want to stay in the parallel world. Or did you think there was a good balance between the two, between the different episodes? I didn't want to know, like, I I always want to stay where I am at, like, it does piss me off to go somewhere else, but it, it, generally the information I learnt in the current universe was helpful, like, I was glad to know of it, I just didn't like to get there at that point, like, I would have been fine to be told that in, like, a bit of a synopsis when we got back there later, so, (laughs) but yeah, like, I, I wasn't against it, it was, I, I, when you're in the moment, when you're actually into something, yeah, you don't. You're not desperate to be swished off to another place. Like that's not where you're at. But yeah, yeah. It, it did a job. Yeah. So right, can we get into now? Why on earth? Like, and I kind of covered this in my synopsis, but I feel like it needs a bit more digging. Um, how on earth would there be a program of works like completely? endorsed by the government and allowing someone to drill into the earth's core and that's just okay like that they didn't need any more permission elsewhere that that was a thing that you could just do and it would probably be all right like we should be fine like there might be a problem but fracking but like the Earth's core, like right, right into the fucking. I know, center. but it's really the fracking's really dangerous, and Liz Truss is all behind it. Of course she is. Um, but super fucking deep, like the Earth's core. <laughs> the Earth's fucking. Well, this core. is what. This is what Don Houghton. 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 Okay, Houghton. remember Long Houghton. <laughs> this is what he was fascinated. We used to live. Long Houghton. It's Houghton. 
Oh, this is where your problem comes. I've always called it Long Houghton. No, it's Long Houghton. Long Houghton? Yeah. Shit, I've been to Long Houghton so many times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you went to the wrong place. Um, He was fascinated because apparently he'd done some research and he there was a drilling operation on land and there was a drilling operation in the sea, both attempting to penetrate the Earth's crust. The and fuck? he was looking in yes. And he was looking into both those projects and on both occasions the projects, the drilling was stopped and no one would tell him why. And he even got in touch with someone and said, No, it's top secret, why? So he thought, Oh, this is a really fascinating Oh my thing god, good work, Don Yes. So that was the genesis of Inferno for him. It's like, oh, well, that's fascinating. What actually did happen and what could happen and why did people yeah. stop drilling that far? Yeah. Okay, good. But I presume there's a point where you just get to magma, isn't there? Well, magma, like, is quite early on. Like, that's quite high up in the whole makeup Yeah, so of what's the after magma? What's after magma? I'm doing gesturing, pointing <laughs> down. <laughs> well, my memory of the whole, that part of geography was a lot of magma until you got to the centre of the Earth's crust. <laughs> like, it was like, that was it. It's just magma goes all the way down. Isn't there just an, isn't there a nut? There? Yeah, it's a big like nut, a nut in the middle. <laughs> well, like an there's, a magnetic, there's a magnetic core as well, isn't there? Yeah, According the to the Daleks, because they, yeah. they want to pilot the whole world around like it's a big It's true. Giant. It's true. Good. Yes. Well, I'm glad we've we've co- covered the science bit. Concentrate science. Yes. Yes. So um, yeah, I'm up to Petra holding Greg's pipe now, which is always a worry. <laughs> wow. So wrong. Oh, question for you: Would you, mm. if you were in that parallel world, would you have helped the Doctor get back to the no our world? No, I don't care about the people. <laughs> No, exactly. Parallel like, Alex can go fuck herself. Like, don't even give a shit. Exactly. <laughs> it's so invested in helping yeah. him. And I just think, I, I just don't buy that the human instinct for survival would would over, would overcome. I know. It's a lovely the, thought. It's great. It's it? lovely. But just not possible. You'd be like, yeah, okay. So uh, if there is a parallel me, there's probably thousands of parallel me's. So actually, fuck the one that you know. I'm about to die. You can just fuck off. Yeah. Like, just not even interested slightly. The, 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 the willingness to sacrifice, I just can't buy. And I think it's great because it shows that Petra's brilliant with the science and that Liz is strong and all that sort of stuff. But it's just, it's really kind of odd. And Ryan and I kept talking about this while we were watching it because we stopped every two episodes, actually. <laughs> and... He was just saying as well, I would never, ever have helped the Doctor. No. No there's way. Just, there's nothing... Like, if you completely believed him, you'd be like, yeah, I still don't care. It just it just didn't have enough reason. Like, I guess when you're about to die anyway, maybe you're like, oh, fuck it, it's something to do. It'll keep me busy. But, like, that's the most you would do. You would not be fully invested. Like, I must push through. Like, you just... You wouldn't. You really just couldn't. Yeah. Indeed. So, we're expected to sacrifice all our lives so as the Doctor can get back to his other world. We haven't got any lives to sacrifice. It's only a question of time. What do you think, Greg? It's the weirdest story I've ever heard. But I'm prepared to believe the Doctor. You're outvoted, Brigade Leader. Makes very little difference since we're all trapped in here anyway. <laughs> did you notice that John Levine Bear did lots of fourth walling? <laughs> oh, yes. All the time. It was so good. 
liked it. Yeah, I um, Before we get to the rolling lava of glory, mm. I did want to say um, something more. Oh, yes. This is, again, something that Ryan noticed that I never noticed. They're in the room before they can get past the prime wards to get out of the building. And they say, oh, but we need, we need fire extinguishers. We need to get through them. We need more of them. There are fire extinguishers all over the walls, all around them, that they don't gather. There's about four four in the same room as them, and none of them pick them up. I've never noticed before. Why are there so many things? It's a set. Why did they have so many there? Exactly. And Ryan kept saying, they're behind you. They're behind There's so many fire extinguishers in the room. I'd never noticed. It's ridiculous. And they all run out behind the doctors who've got one. Honestly, totally. But I can't believe that got past the directors and the, the production design and everything. Just there basic. are literally fire extinguishers all over the walls. And then they get into the main room where all the prime wards are. There's still fire extinguishers all over the <laughs> wall. And they just walk past <laughs> them and don't pick them up. It's the weirdest thing ever. And I'd never noticed. There you go. Wow. Well, um, I liked when they went outside. That I felt like they'd, um, they'd gone to the Web Planet School of Videography. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I thought it was really good effect. It felt so hot and it felt it so... It did feel hot. Outside. It felt like Mexico. But I did get a bit confused about... There was a time for about an episode's worth where I felt like, well, is it like lava everywhere or is it just a bit smoky? Because there's one point you see a model shot of the factory with some jets going up high and it's like looks like everything's on fire and then it's like... Then you see the brig, you see Benton outside just sort of like drilling the drilling his troops. That sounds wrong. <laughs> That's quite a, quite a different idea. Fucking hell! That parallel universe is fucked up. <laughs> are you are you homophobic? Oh, <laughs> anyway. Wow. Crashing on. <laughs> crashing on, as Claudia Winkleman used to say. <coughs> um, yes. Is it hot in here? No, <laughs> it's just a parallel universe. Um, oh, I loved the bit when they were running back towards the garage and they kept falling over at the same time. I loved that scene when they were running. They were really they cute. Going, Whoop! They, over. Oh, they were like a really cute it. gang that were all going there together. Yeah, it was adorable. Um, but yeah, this is we've just had the from the ashes of disaster to grow the roses of success. This is where we had all of the the primals together. Grow they were the very row, cute. Grow the roses. Grow the roses. Yeah, it was good. I loved them. I I just felt we needed more of them. Yeah. Are we? We've come to the end of the lives of the parallel universe. I love oh, that episode ending. No, we haven't. Oh, tell me. <laughs> so, there was just that moment when I think it must have been Starman when he first went outside into the into the hotness, into the heat, yes. into Mexico, and he, yeah. he did this whole thing with his body where he was like all hunched in, and it was like all uncomfortable, and it was just like it felt like a Doctor Who fan. Walking into a room full of confident people. <laughs> it was just so crazy. It was like, oh, no, can't do this. No, no I don't like it. <laughs> I just want to escape. I'm just going to go play my games at home. <laughs> just, I really enjoyed that. There you go. There we go. We can now yeah. get back to our universe. <laughs> Good. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Because Petra is undertaking a complex scientific task. <laughs> I love that line. I'm undertaking a complex scientific task. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I'd like it if she'd bitch slapped him. <laughs> Whack. She was too busy undertaking a complex scientific task. Scientific task. I love the episode ending with the lava rolling forward. Um, when I like asked John whether he, sweets. when he when he remembered Inferno, he said, "Oh, that's the one with the crap fire at the end." And I'm so, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Rude. Oh my god. No. No. I think it's gorgeous, but the other episode endings are a bit shit. I thought Inferno had loads of good episode endings, but I didn't like them. There's lots of people with guns and just saying, "You are." Well, I quite you later. like the Brigadier shooting Sutton. I was like, ooh, rude. Okay, good. Well, didn't you? Like, it was just like, he actually had the gun at his chest and he pulled the trigger. Like, that was oh, yes. fucking awful. It's like, yeah. wow. He would have really yeah. gone for it. It was like, oh, shit, I haven't got enough bullets, but I would have done. I'm quite willing yeah. to kill you. But I just think, yeah, you would have grabbed onto the console as well and said, no, I'm coming with you. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to survive. 100%. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to stand by the hangar doors. And and get burnt to death by no. boiled sweets. Why would you? No. I don't care about the Blinovich no. limitation no. effect. Don't care. I just want to fucking no. get there. Live. Live for ten minutes I longer. I want to live. Exactly. To live. To live. What's that from? Oh, is it's that... Callie in Blake 7. Oh, is yeah. it? I thought it was sort of an emerald. Sarcophagus. Oh. I want to live. To oh, live. That was really to cool. Live. That was really moving, actually. Yes, I, it was. I loved Callie it... a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I've got one phrase to say to you for episode seven. Yeah. We're almost there. It could be a Lulu. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? Greg says towards the end, at the start of episode seven, it could be a Lulu. Meaning? And I don't know what that means. Oh. I think it could be a, a disaster or a problem. A Lulu. Professor Stam has been working on this project for years. He must know what's going on. But he can still make mistakes, can't he? If he makes one at this stage, it could be a Lulu. And Lulu, it could yeah, it be a could Lulu. Be. You never know. Yeah. Um, I've also written, written down. I happen to be a doc. I happen to be a doctor. So the no, brigadier is saying to Liz, Liz does. Okay. But then I got confused. Is she a doctor of medicine? No. Yes, I know. I'm confused. She's a doctor, though. So what was that? She's a doctor. To? Yeah. It's when the doctors all grumbly and mumbly when they get back. <sighs> When he gets back and she says, yeah. well, I happen to be a doctor. We don't need a doctor. I can look after him. I'm thinking, but no. are you actually a doctor of medicine? I don't think you are. No, you've got a doctor. She's a doctor of science. That's not the yes. same thing. <laughs> so I was really confused suddenly about Liz. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was it was referring to Liz. And it was like, oh, but she is a doctor and she can do medical stuff. I'm, no, she can't. No. I don't think. Anyway, I'm very confused about that. Write in. Write in, listeners. <laughs> I will. I'm going to write in tomorrow. <laughs> um, I also wrote down dodgy flange <laughs> you are just you've got all the wrongness in you today what happened and who and why dodgy flange they said there's a dodgy flange which is why the output two pipe has, has broken because it's got a dodgy flange oh, that's... and they don't mention flanges until episode 7 <laughs> 
Suddenly, it's all about dodgy flirting. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, the sexual metaphors are all over this story. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wonder who that was from. But did... Oh, yeah, this was... Sorry, carry on. No, I just... I just want to move towards Greg and Petra now. Like, they've now... Yes. Like, they've now decided, like, there's, there's a real closeness between them. They've... I've just got used to you being around. Yes. That's 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 proper abuse talk that is. That's <laughs> working off that's working off the back of the parallel world characters coming together. That's yeah. all it is. But it's also I've got used to being around in used our to being world. Is not is not a good reason. It's like no. I've got used to Christy. Not good enough. <laughs> Sorry, it really isn't. That's not how it goes. No, exactly. No, I did like the moment where Stallman realises that Petra's not going to side with him anymore because he says, even you, Petra, which is like A2 Brute, isn't it? Yes, that really is Good. that. Shakespearean. Yes. Good. I wonder how like deliberate that. that was, but you're right, even you, Petra. Goodness. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't it? I also liked, because we love Christopher Benjamin, I like the fact that Sir Keith is the key to it all. Mm. And when he arrives... He's like, yes, I'm alive, you know, and fine. Love him. And he like... just makes everyone think, feel all right again. Like, yeah. Jago made everything feel all right again. I was just like, okay, it's all right. We'll be fine. Jago's yeah. here because he's happy and he's joyful and I love him. Hmm. Sir Keith. My dear fellow, so you've come back to us after all. So you're not dead. Well, I came very close to it, though. Why? What happened? Car crash. But you're not dead. As you can see, he's not dead. The doctor's been ill, sir. That's excellent. Excellent. Oh, yes, yes, I think so, too. Brigadier, I shall have to lay very serious charges against Professor Stallman. He ordered my chauffeur to delay my return. So not everything runs parallel. The big picture stuff that the doctor's interested in here, and I find it fascinating, is that he says free will is not an illusion after all. There's some big stuff that we're dealing with here. If we're accepting that parallel universes exist and that the suggestion is that there are all these multiple options, all these different parallel universes. So therefore, we have got free will. Mm. Things aren't determined. But that means there is an endless number of of parallel universes. So why does it fucking matter whether they survived or not? Exactly. It doesn't matter. So that's even more reason not to help the Doctor to get back. Because there must because be thousands of universes where people didn't survive because they stubbed their toe yeah. and something silly happened. And inf- like I just... think it even says an infinite number of universes. So it just so happens that he's in this one. I don't know. It's, it's It'd be really funny if he'd just gone to a universe where like, none of that shit was happening and like Caroline John was just having a... Toenails done at this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a really boring second episode. Should we just have a? Should we go out this Saturday? Nah, I'm a bit bored. Nah, we're staying in. Watch the TV. <laughs> yeah. One thing I really liked because it was just silly was that I think the Doctor's had so he's had it with the story by this point with the adventure, and his way of solving the problem is he just runs into the project and he just starts smashing things. <laughs> he doesn't talk to anyone. He's I like, now I'm just smashing it all. It out. was really kind of like the, there was no kind of real negotiation at that point. It was no, just, he's just, like, just, like, just smashing happen. all the console. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was quite good actually, and I wrote down just fucking stop the drilling, which is exactly what you said earlier. <laughs> 
That's true. Fucking stop. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's the way forward. You did the right thing, John. The but then we have then we have Starman going full Primord. After a few seconds only he turns into a Primord. I have a problem with how long it takes Starman to become a Primord in the parallel universe. And also he's already infected at the start of the real world. Yes, but, so he should have turned like ages ago. Oh, ages ago. And for some reason he holds on. Yeah. And I think there's a bit there's of inconsistency about how long it takes, yeah. Um, I also thought when they're waiting for when the Brigadier and Liz are waiting for the Doctor and Greg to come out of the drill head room they look like expectant parents standing there waiting it, it's Cute. sort of a weird sort of like thing that yeah. they kept coming out oh yeah it's all okay it's fine nice good what did you think about the the rubbish tip Thing at the end about the TARDIS having landed on a rubbish tip and I ends just, on a joke. I guess I just felt like, is this all we give her? Is this it for Caroline yeah, John? Like, yeah. she's been fucking storming her way through. She's been an absolute fucking saviour for me, for John Perry. Yeah. Like, you know how much I dislike the guy. But, like, yeah. she made him bearable. She made him yeah. give me one of the best stories because she was so strong. And if we're just going to leave her with just him twatting on about where's the garbage type moment of kind of landing in a rubbish tip, it was just like, no, this should be about her, not about you. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. your time. Um, yeah, and it just it just made me angry with John Perry because I just don't like the guy. He's just full of himself. And I, I yeah, I, anyone who can defend John Perry, I just think, yeah, you, you're not a good human. Like, I just don't like him. He's he's not a nice person. He's got some good stories. He's got some good storylines that he's been involved in. But his personality, his real true, the man behind the Doctor, is not good. I do not like that man as a human being. Wow. Alex yeah. has spoken. Yeah. Just, good. Yeah. Just so, summing up on Inferno, what are your final thoughts? I really liked it. <laughs> it didn't sound like I did, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Um, I like having a parallel universe. I like um, I like being tested. I like being annoyed, actually. I like that, that Greg and Petra pissed me off a lot. It kept me on my toes. Uh, I like Caroline John being able to show who she is and what she could do. I like the Brigadier being quite dark. Um mm. I, I yeah, so much of it. I like a parallel universe will always keep me happy, um, even though I'm going to see the flaws in them. I'm always going to be happy that there's other ways forward. Um, so even though I don't trust the motivations of the people in there, I um, I enjoy that they existed and I enjoy what they brought. So yeah, no, I, it's it's been my happiest one in a while. I thought this yeah, was a is. good solid story where things happened that yeah didn't make much sense but fuck it it's doctor who that shit doesn't matter it were fun yes i agree i enjoyed it a lot um i liked the fact we i became very invested in the parallel world characters and the fact that we learned more about the real brigadier and liz or the our brigadier and liz from the parallels um i was fascinated by the fact that i wouldn't have helped the doctor and that <laughs> That instinct is just not present in me. But um, I thought that the Prime Wards were a bit silly, but 
I kind of see that need for them in the Doctor Who story. And when I was younger, I'd have liked them a lot more. Yeah. And... I think this whole story without them wouldn't have quite worked. It would have just been... There wouldn't have been enough jeopardy. They were just yes, it would have been a bit boring, piece. I think. Yeah, so they weren't the essential. Because it's the fact that primals can actually touch you. And infect you is quite yeah. scary. I think yeah. that's good. I like I like that always. Like the Zygons, the, the Zygons sting and stuff. I think I remember yeah. that feeling when I was younger as well. Like when we used to play like different kind of games. Yeah. I always knew as soon as you touched me, I was dead. Like So I do feel like yeah. that was a kind of Doctor Who heritage thing. Yeah. I'm also fascinated by the sexual metaphors that were definitely at play with... Everything with mm. words, with equipment, with loads of different things. There was Hello. definitely something going on there. That yeah, was there was. Yes. <laughs> How far can we push it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, TARDIS is out of 10, Alex. Yeah. See, this is a struggle. So... Mm, can you remind me of what my last seven and eights were? Because that's what I'm between. Or do you not have a clue? You gave... A seven to the Armageddon factor. Okay. You think that's enough information? <laughs> <laughs> you gave something shit to Parker Polo. I can't remember what. What was before that? It seems like years ago. It's ages that. ago that I've done anything that I really yeah. like. Yeah, okay, let's give it a night. Oh, no, can I give a seven and a half? Is that allowed? No. no. Okay, I'm going to have half a TARDIS up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's been enough up your ass action this story. <laughs> John Levine Bear and all his drilling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's just his sex face when he's looking at the camera. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it an eight because I know that it's a story I've always given an eight to in my head. <laughs> wow. I wasn't expecting yeah. to like it as much as I did. I, yeah. I think I've, the length of it has always stressed me out in the past. So the fact yeah. that I got so much pleasure from it this time was uh, a real joy. Yeah, it was it was worthwhile. It is a good story. I'm, all, I'm also going to say I didn't get as much out of it this time because I did watch it in chunks um, just to make it more bearable, I think, for Ryan. But I think there's something about watching this story all in one go with lots of coffee and a duvet and I sat there like... Because before I had responsibilities, like when I kind of vaguely went to school when I was doing my A-levels. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you could actually just sit down on a Sunday and just watch all of Inferno in the afternoon and just know you've got that big chunk of time, which is yours and preserved. Yeah. And it would be with you and it would just be lovely. And that that's kind of a cosiness that I think I didn't get back to that cosiness when I watched it this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely, I would agree on pretty much every Doctor Who that I watch for the pod is not watched with the same level of joy surrounding it. Like, I think the skill you have in making a, a Doctor Who experience an experience, like, it really is, like, you you don't just watch Doctor Who, it's like a, right, so how are we setting up the room? Where are the <laughs> snacks? What's going on? Like, that shit is just, it's all part of the, of the feeling, and... Yeah, that that does add a a huge amount. So yes, I all of my tardises out of ten are minus the the aura, <laughs> the the the, the theatre, darling. Yes, the theatre <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'll take that compliment. So, when we're together, yes, I presume we'll be about to, to record another episode. Yes, we fucking will, and I'll tell you what episode it'll be. Really oh, soon. Gosh. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
I'm just going to let you do it this time. I can't be bothered to pick up my phone and find the site. Fair enough. So, the randomizer is whirring. It is. Are we going to avoid the Black Guardian? Who could tell? Um, show settings, classic series only, of course. I love that the randomizer.net is only about Doctor Who. It's so good. Oh, have we done this one? What is it? Demons. The demons, we haven't done the demons. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 um, don't run the banner not a fucking chance oh, <laughs> cr- oh no yeah, we done what was it? the crusade I think we've done loads of William Hartnell lately I reckon Attack we can move the them, move them between... oh I'm not doing Attack of the Cybermen fuck that shit Mask of Andrea, we did that with Anna didn't we? yeah we did Mark of the Rani nope. Ice Warriors what's that one? Patrick Troughton, it doesn't all exist. Fort of Doomsday. Did we do that one? We've not, done for, we've not done Fort of Doomsday. <sighs> oh. oh no. I don't think it's special enough to watch when we're together. See, not special enough. Underworld. Underworld's a bit shit and boring. There's lots of CSO. Okay, Hand of, Hand of Fear. Hand of Fear. Hand of Fear, it has to be. Well done. Fuck yeah. Hand of Fear. Nice. Yes. It was only like the tenth <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah, but I can edit it, so it was the first one. <laughs> oh my god, the Hand of Fear, I can't believe that's made <laughs> The up. Hand of Fear, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Nice, it's hard to to imagine. It. It's hard to imagine doing any of the those other stories that you listed, isn't it? It's no. like ever. Awful. I know, but there's so many that I can never do. It's just terrifying. Because <laughs> we are a third of the way through, you know. Are we? That's yeah, really this is, this good. Is epi- this is episode 51. Of course. Of how many? 158. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, so we're not quite... Someone's saying, well, that's not a third. I think you'll find... 51 No one actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm angry at the person who's thinking it. Yes, you thought it. I can hear you thinking it. Stop thinking it, listener. Bastard. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And on that note, yeah. slagging off imaginary people. Fuck you all. Fuck you all. <laughs> Fuck you all. Just suck Fuck off you now. Listen, <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with us? Let's <laughs> <alone. laughs> God, just give us some peace for Christ's oh, sake. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Recently, what? That it's really um, popular to release um, this. <laughs> <laughs> the recording of people doing a podcast is like a really huge market and people love that shit and the people will more likely follow that than they would the actual podcast. Okay. Well, I think that maybe the people who do like our podcast like it because we, I often keep these bits in. Yeah. But I mean So like, there's more silliness on the sides. But, but some seeing people our don't. faces some... doing this shit. Oh, so, oh seeing quite, faces. Yeah, they, they release it on YouTube. And so they have yeah. like the... the po- the pod stuff plus the the visuals so yeah can you just get editing thanks (laughs) good good yeah (laughs) yeah
Right, let's... Go away now. Yeah. That's Charlie Brooker used to say. Right. And the end. Is the that end. it? And scene. <laughs> Scientific task! Leave me the fuck alone! If you meet one at this stage, it could be a Lulu. You know you make me wanna shout, look my hands, tell me shout.